We'd like to thank Montecito Bank and Trust for their generous support in making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. Thanks for being here for another episode of Scan Squad. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, today I wanted to start with a headline that caught my attention last week, and here's what it said. 126 arrests at bogus call center cheating Americans after FBI alert, end quote. Now, what struck me is that these arrests were made in a city in India. Ooh, that is interesting. Because I know you've often said that these scammers are hard to prosecute since they operate in other countries. It is encouraging to hear that sometimes they get caught. What kind of scam were they operating? Well, the article went on to state that hundreds of calls went out to American shores from Noida, India every day, each one threatening the respondent with arrest because of an irregularity in their social security number. Hmm, I'm guessing the scammers asked for money to fix the problem? That's right. The victims who fell for this trap were asked to buy iTunes cards or Google Play gift cards and then share the secret code with the caller. And they were asked to buy these cards in amounts up to $3,500. Well, how big was this operation? The employees worked a typical call center shift from 7 at night to 5 in the morning. They had accent training, and they were hired because they were better English speakers. The crooks had associates in the United States, England, and Dubai who helped them launder the money. So once these employees got the code off of the victim's card, they sent that information up the organizational chain to their team leaders, and then the owners who sent the information to cohorts in other countries who would cash in the cards. These are large criminal enterprises, and the head of this operation had other similar call centers operating in other Indian cities. And the FBI was involved? Yes, they were actually the ones who tipped off the Indian authorities who made the raid. The police moved in with a team of 17 officers after staking out the place for 20 days. The raid lasted for 17 hours and led to the arrest of 126 people. That gives you some idea of the size of this particular call center. You've always encouraged people to report scams to the FBI using their website. Can you give that site again? Yes, it's www.i as in ice, c as in cat, 3, the number 3, dot gov. And this is the reason it's important to give information about scams to the FBI. They do use this data to put together operations that can result in arrests in other countries like this one. That FBI site is there for a purpose, and victims should definitely use it. How widespread is this scam? Well, according to other alerts that I've gotten from the Federal Trade Commission, it's grown exponentially, and that's why I'm bringing it to the attention of our listeners. In 2017, the agency heard from 3,200 people about the Social Security imposter scam, reporting losses of nearly $210,000. So far this year, and this is 2018, More than 35,000 people have reported this scam, 
with losses of $10 million. Tell us again how to report to the FTC. You can report to the Federal Trade Commission at www.ftc.gov. And it's very important to report to them as well as the FBI because they also compile databases about the different scams targeting our citizens, which can then be used to bring these crooks to justice. How do they pick their targets? Well, apparently they were somehow able to get a hold of a database of social security numbers of people in the United States. And that's something that's still being investigated. But what your listeners should know is that there are a couple of different ploys that the crooks might use in this social security scam. The caller might say that your social security number has been suspended because of suspicious activity or because it's been involved in a crime. And the scammer will then tell you your card can be reactivated for a fee. And in the process, he'll ask you to confirm your social security number. The scammer might also say that your bank account is about to be seized, but that you can keep your money safe by putting it on gift cards and giving him the code. In which case, of course, your money will be gone. What else do we need to know about this scam? Well, Patty, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. First of all, the Social Security Administration will never call and ask you for your Social Security number. They won't ask you to pay anything, and they won't threaten your benefits. Now, your caller ID might show the Social Security Administration's real phone number, but as we know, scammers can spoof any number. So if in doubt, hang up and dial the number that you get out of your phone book online for the Social Security Administration. Also, never give your Social Security number to anyone who contacts you. And don't confirm the last four digits. Also, and you know this, don't give a bank account or credit card number ever to anyone who contacts you asking for it. And remember, Anyone who tells you to wire money, pay with a gift card, or send cash is a scammer. And of course, if you get one of these calls, please report it. If people in the Santa Barbara area are worried that they may have been a victim of a scam or that someone they care about is being scammed, how would they get a hold of you? Let me give you my number. It's area code 805-568-2442. So once again, 805-568-2442. And I really encourage our listeners to call if they have any questions or concerns. Thank you so much, Vicki. Thanks, Patty. Bye. All right, bye.